Hey, it's Brian, and welcome to TP in the Walk-Off. On today's episode, five-time Emmy Award-winning journalist Jamoke Davis joins us to talk best in the West, NBA bets, and we look ahead to NFL Week 16. And now, from the remote bet bunker in Brooklyn, here is your host, Joel Wolkowski. It's okay. If Bill Simmons, he gave the caveat last week that he forgot to record when he had Obama on his podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, with Obama, I'm going to use my phone audio. And, you know, we're having Jamoke on. And I remember to turn my audio on before I have Jamoke on. So I'm treating this next guest better than Bill Simmons treated Obama, which is quite a lot for this show. I have a blast talking hoops with this guy. I cannot wait to have you added to the mix, Brian. And of course, he's one of our Props Network OGs. I was on his show previewing the Eastern Conference just this afternoon on Just for Sport with Jamoke Davis. And walking onto the walk-on is Jamoke himself. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. You know, I just, I'm not only happy to finally be on the walk on but i get to dress down a little bit you know you calling me the og (laughs) is is good but rough at the same time i remember when sam and i were talking about starting this he's like you know i like to have a you know college shirt you know i want you to kind of you know look professional (laughs) you know that's in a t-shirt like you you know in the locker room or whatever and sitting on your couch and so I'm like, you know what? I'm on the walk on, so I got to sit up. So you can, oh, I guess I can move the mic out of the way a little bit. See, I got my rep, the district. Ooh, Wizards basketball. You're oh, looking like Bradley Beal walking onto the court at the All-Star game, which he did deserve <laughs> to make last season, but I think he will this year. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm happy to be on here, and good to, good to meet you and talk to you, Brian. Yeah, finally. So every time I want to call you B Mitch, because that's what they call Brian Mitchell, who's on the Washington football team. So when I see you, I'm like, oh, that's B Mitch. Oh, that's what kids in high school called me. Uh, but I just burned CDs for him. So I wasn't <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a high school standout, but just I just burned CDs a lot. Hey, so. in, in both cases, we know B Mitch has burners and you're going to really reap the rewards from it. So <laughs> that's OK. Before we get into the Western Conference can we spend 90 seconds here on Brian's Cleveland Cavaliers? Jamoke, if you're trying to give Brian a pep talk about his team, what should he look for in Cleveland this year? Well, I tell you what has me most excited is that my guy, JaVale McGee, is on the team. So mm-hmm. if nothing else, I think you should relish in the fact that you have a three-time NBA champion that nobody ever in their right mind thought that they would be saying that about JaVale McGee, (laughs) but yet he is. He will be able to share some of his wisdom and knowledge playing with the likes of Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Uh, That should be enough to get you pumped, but realistically, I actually like Colin Sexton as a point guard. Um, I think that Andre Drummond, I mean, he's a he's a double-double, 20 and 20 on some nights. That's ridiculous. This team should be better than they are. And we didn't talk about it on just for sport, but Isaac Okoro, maybe rookie of the year, he's going to get a lot of minutes and starting. Yeah, huh? I, I I watched a couple of preseason games and Okoro was just flashy. Like yeah. he, 
he's a body, or I think we were talking about this before. He's just a body that Cav- the Cavs haven't had really. Yeah, uh, having a guy with muscle that can play defense and maybe shoot when he wants to. You know, I mean, he's not like a great shooter, but he's enough to be like, oh, I have to like guard. I have to, you know, I have to be aware of him. Yeah, and Jamal McGee. Oh. I am so happy. Like most time in NBA 2K, I would trade for Jamal McGee because I love him so much. So to find it's JaVale me, McGee, not Jamal McGee. I didn't say jo- Jamal. He said oh, Jamal okay. McGee. Jamal McGee. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, you know I'm what? Turn my volume up a little. No, bit. no, that's on us. I know. I know, I know you guys Paul. probably grew up 90 minutes from each other, but us Midwesterners, we have problems with our vowels sometimes. Yeah, right. My best that's friend weird. is a guy named Apu, and I've never pronounced it correctly so we're trying our best yeah, here to walk on but yeah, the no. other thing is you could get some serious picks because they're talking about you know kevin love on the trading blocks maybe yeah. you get a couple you know a couple picks out of that yeah i wonder i really wonder what they want to do with kevin because I, I don't know if you're gonna get him out of there you want to get him out of there but i i, I just don't know what picks you're going to get like hall wise from this guy well, probably a not probably not a lot but i think uh late first a team that you know is probably going to make it to the playoffs maybe an early second rounder out of it right. is probably all you'll get and some other disgruntled maybe you can get blake griffin and then you can get blake griffin and andre drummond back again oh, yeah, yeah and that that's a recipe that. for an eight seed right there my <laughs> friend and that, that is great because we all know dan gilbert is a detroit businessman and he's made his millions you know, rehabilitating like unwanted Detroit asset, and Blake Griffin is another one for him. Yes, there you go. I don't ding, want ding, ding. I don't want these. No, I want young. We're, we're a young team. Let's stay the young part. I don't want these injured bodies around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, I feel you on that. And I did prepare Brian for Andre Drummond. I said, you know, having Andre Drummond, I feel ready emotionally to have a teenaged son. He's going to do a lot of great things. You're going to be so proud, but there's going to be some head shaking embarrassments along yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. You're going to be at the bottom. Cleveland is pretty much used to that. Even when you had Kyrie Irving. Oh yeah. Um, so you I'm just told. need the next LeBron James to come yeah. in. That, that's what's going to be. And maybe that's Isaac Okoro. No. Hey, that, I mean, if it's enough, if it's a just, if he's LeBron light, I'll, I'll take <laughs> LeBron light. I, I will say the one, well, probably the first time I went to Cleveland to uh, cover the Wizards-Cavs game. Yeah. And I saw that intimidating witness poster. Oh, that was oh. just, oh. I, I went after they won, after they beat the Warriors, I flew to Cleveland the next wow. day. And yeah. we were just standing in front of there, just, you know, other families taking pictures, crying. It yeah. was just like, it was just one of those culmination days yeah you know yeah. everyone's just looking at each other like they know and like they're they they can't believe it but we're just walking around champions you know? yeah you are and the good news is that when kevin love is gone there won't be any burning of any jerseys <laughs> you don't have to worry about that yeah maybe a couple oh. cds for the road from old brian thanks for the ring here's yeah. your uncle uh here's pet sounds yeah here, give me some pet sounds but yeah, yeah, there there won't be any. It'll be a nice. It'll be a nice. Uh, like he'll you get that big uh, article in the paper, yep, thanking yep. everybody, and it's like, cool, Kevin, you were great. You transformed yeah. who you needed to be to to hang with LeBron. And yeah, you know, it doesn't work out all the time for 
the people that no. LeBron try to mold. Yeah. And I feel bad for him. I don't I I know he's had a lot of mental health issues that mm-hmm. he's been says that he's really talked talked about a lot more in Cleveland. Um and maybe he just needs a fresh start to kind of, you know, get yeah. a change that change mentally for him as well yeah i think so too because of the kind of the change of the guard that's happening with colin sexton and all that kind of stuff he wants the ball and you see it sometimes that kevin's a little frustrated with kevin uh not he's a little frustrated he's frustrated with himself he is yeah (laughs) yeah he wants the ball he thinks he's the guy so and kevin's like come on man i'm i'm 10 plus years of the league i just give me the ball every you know where my my shots are yeah like just listen let's just play I've changed my game to fit this franchise. Let me fit this franchise. Yeah. But that, that was a lot of Cavs talk, and we should have done it in our Eastern run-through. So we, we I'm doing the opposite of what we did this morning on Just for Sport. We're previewing the West here, and rather than go through divisional winners, who we want, I picked one bet for each team that I think kind of tells the story of that franchise. So you're going to tell me what you think about the pick, and how that feeds into the arc of that franchise approaching this season. So these are alphabetical by division. So let's start in Denver, fresh off a pretty amazing run to the Western Conference Finals. It's been amazing to see the videos of their franchise player come out of camp. So I'm inclined to back Nikola Jokic over 20.5 points per game. What do you think about that, Jamoke? Well, considering last year he averaged 19.9 points per game last season, um, and they had a really good postseason run, but obviously they didn't get to finish the way that they wanted to this season in in the bubble season. In my mind, Jokic has to know that in order for this team to knock off the Lakers, basically, is what we're looking at, right? Mm -hmm. And not have to have the upstart Jazz, who seem to be just as good. I mean, how many times was Denver down? It's like, oh, can they come back? I don't know. Every single game of that playoff series, (laughs) Denver was down. It was shocking, and they got there eventually. But, you know, Utah was maybe the better team there. Because I think that in order for this team to win, Nikola Jokic has to average around 24 points per game because realistically they would have been out of the playoffs a lot earlier if Jamal Murray didn't have what three 50 point games <laughs> yeah, yeah like and but Jamal Murray can't be the focus I think everyone knows this team goes with Jokic and whether it's his passing his just athletic his hands his scoring in the post from the wing, his three-point shooting, whatever it needs to be, he's got to be more selfish this season in order for this team to go any farther than they did in the bubble season in the postseason. So I'm taking that over there. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, I'd even go if it was like 22. I think I may still take the over there. Mm-hmm. All right, we're there. Brian, you good with Jokic, you know, putting up franchise player scoring stats this year? Right. I mean, Jamoka, you're, 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 you nailed it because – Jamal can't do that. You you can't do that in the regular, in the postseason all the time. Like Mm. you're going to get keyed up and it's just going to not work for you. So if he can just, he, 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 he loves that three ball. So like, that's great. But I think he just needs a little get tougher down low and you're going to get those points easy. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, mean, I still say he's one of the more talented players in the league for a big man because of what he can do mm-hmm. in the post. I mean, Anthony Davis can't really do or is just learning to do some of the things. But Anthony Davis is not a passer like Jokic. Like Jokic right. just does so many things on the court. I just I just think he's, you know, probably maybe even LeBron, then Jokic in terms of talent of what I see out of him. That is very, a varied skill, not just, oh, he's a great dunker or he's huge like Zion and can throw it down. No, Jokic can do a lot. Yeah, and I think with this conditioning, like uh, like after the bubble, uh, well, when the bubble started, like he was skinnier. So like after months of actually, you know, solidifying your body, doing that that lean and like how to use it, I think it, it's just going to take his game to another yeah. level. yeah. Yeah, and he needs to. They are a title contender, and, you know, the shots on the perimeter, yeah, Jamal Murray put up 50 multiple times in the playoffs, but he's the world's best regression candidate right now, especially with Michael Porter Jr. warranting so many looks. So, yeah, I expect Jokic to be the bell cow of that team. I think we're all in agreement there. Mm -hmm. This next pick, I think this kind of tells a story of a team, a team I've kind of talked myself into, but I like the under on Carl Anthony Towns points per game at 25.5, maybe because some other players on the roster, maybe Anthony Edwards is someone who I've kind of talked myself into, but I think this needs to be a more team oriented offense. And what do you guys think? Uh, Minnesota doesn't, that's a, they got to figure out who they want to be because they, they have just shooters all around. Uh, so someone has to, you know, say, I can't shoot, but tell that D to, uh, to Russell. I don't think that's going to happen, but, um, I, they just, yeah, I, I think of the under for that is easy because it's going to be a spread around game. I like that Rubio is back because they had some chemistry before he left. And I think that could help towns. My concern actually is all about COVID. Where is Mm. Kat's mind after losing his mom and other family members that he was very open about? Will he be able to focus on basketball? And if it goes south early, where will he be mentally? I think you look at the starting five of Rubio, D'Angelo Russell, who I like. I don't know what happened in Golden State, why he was even there. <laughs> yeah. But Anthony Edwards, you got a young college player who in many ways, like, I'm the number one pick. Aren't I going to be a focal point I similar know. to Colin Sexton, right? Mm-hmm. So I I expect his numbers do will go down. You know, he was at 26, a little over 26 last season. I'm going to take the under, I imagine, maybe around 22, 23. But also, maybe if you look at that team, um, that maybe you're saying, hey, you've got somebody in Anthony Edwards. You've got a score in D'Angelo Russell. You don't have to do it all for us to improve. And so maybe that production going down some will be a good thing for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Exactly. That's where I'm at right there. And, you know, I a lot of understanding to the difficult issues he's dealt with this offseason with COVID relating his fa- hitting his family very close to home. My heart goes out. But we've watched the Timberwolves kind of be at the precipice of being the next big team for his entire time in the NBA. And now maybe it's not the best approach to be a statistical machine. Maybe you just have to be more of a basketball player 
and serve the basketball purposes for the five players on the court. And I think that's a little bit less scoring there. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree on the under. Okay, so this one, Oklahoma City, and I think Oklahoma City, they're one of the only teams in the Western Conference who's actively tanking. And I'll say they're actually the only one that's tanking. But that's a lot of usage for the younger guys. That being said, I like Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 12.5-1 to 1 for most improved player. He is my favorite in this category. Is there anyone who's going to upset him in this category? Not when you are saying, basically, SGA, it's your team. You go. Although Dort played amazing. Oh, Dort. Oh, my gosh. I mean, in the bubble, you could have made so much money on so many games if you had went with Dort because uh, <laughs> he was such a long shot. But I think SGA, this is his team. You know, I mean, he averaged 19 points per game this year. I think you're going to see that have to get probably to where we were saying Cat isn't going to get, maybe in a 25, 26 points per game is where you're going to need him to be in order for this team to have any success. My thing is, when I look at Sam Presti, how many times are you going to rebuild after you know you were just chasing the mistake you made when you let Katie mm -hmm. and Russell Westbrook, well, that was much later, and Harden leave to sign Serge Ibaka to a max contract. And you're still like, no, 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 I'm a good GM. I can do this. I think they got lucky last year with Chris Paul, and they're going to need a little bit more luck this year if they think SGA is going to be able to carry this team. And if he can carry this team, then I like him to get potentially most improved player of the year. Yeah, and I don't know. He learned everything from Chris Paul. There was a hesitancy in that game seven, wasn't there? So maybe having Chris Paul out of the mix is going to really give him the green light. And yeah, he's going to be given the green light every game this season. I think 24 points per game. I think maybe a first All-Star appearance, even though it's impossible to make it out West. Wow. It's wow. possible yeah. for him. I mean, yeah. if there weren't eight guards in front of him, yeah, I'd book it. But yeah. yeah, it's a golden age for the league, but it is not one for the Thunder. Oh, gosh, it's awful. <laughs> and then this is a fun division because it's actually like the NFL in terms where you can pick a good divisional bet and that's you'll get great odds on it. It's unlike what we talked about with Milwaukee in the Central. Here, yeah. I actually like Portland plus 250 to win that division. Ooh. What do you think? Oh, boy. Uh, if I'm looking at that division, I I feel like Portland may slide back some, and I think you may see the Denver Nuggets take another step up in the Jazz with their new owner as well. Um, Dame Lillard, okay, oh, another year, he's got a chip on his shoulder, or he's going to try to do X, Y, Z. Bottom line is two years ago, they played well. This past year, what, what happened in the bubble? They needed play-in playoff games to even make the playoffs. Has this roster changed enough? Are you going to see your Gary Trent Jr. take a step up? Can Carmelo Anthony give you one more La La Land season out of him, you know, uh, to make, to kind of 
reinvigorate himself one more year as as now the player coming off the bench. But I think with Nurkic, uh, Covington, we'll see. We're seeing what he's going to do now that he's not in. How many teams he played for last season? Three. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's ridiculous. Derek Jones Jr. will probably take a more significant role. I just feel like this team, with its lack of defense and more shooting, hey. I don't care how many times you show Dame Lillard, oh, he's so good from half court. It's amazing. It's like a layup from him. Okay, if I'm any one of those defensive teams, I'll just sit back at the three-point line and say, okay, just keep taking that shot. Yeah, Let's like, see you ahead. keep taking that shot. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep taking that shot. And here's where the bias of how long there's been between the season comes into play because you talk about Portland battling to get into the NBA playoffs in the bubble but they were only in that situation because Nurkic was injured most of the year. And if you have a full season of Nurkic along with Robert Covington to give you more shooting, to give you a perimeter defense, and then you have the emergence of Gary Trent Jr., I think that's as good of a supporting cast that there is in this division. So at plus 250, maybe they won't, they won't get it, but I do like the value there. I like the value there. I just maybe, as you were saying to me on, on Just for Sport, hedge your bets. Go with the Jazz. You know, Rudy Gobert. So Rudy Gobert gets that new $200 million contract. And this and- is a natural segue to our next bet. Okay, <laughs> um, before the end of the season, minus 800 odds. Will the Jazz regret that Rudy Gobert extension? <laughs> I'm trying to look at that, and the best way I see it is they have a new billionaire owner who, to us, $200 million is like, okay, whatever. Yeah, that's $20. Right. I'm just going to do it because I don't want to mess up the nucleus of what I have here, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Conley, Mitchell, Bogdanovich, uh, Royce O'Neal, who – you know, can be a, a a gym, kind of a sleeper player. And Rudy Gobert is like, okay, I mean, he cried when he didn't make the, was it, was it the All-Star game? He's very emotional. I'm sure he cried when his mom called him to say, congratulations, now buy me a new home and a Rolls Royce and get me over to America. Whatever you can do when Joe Biden's in office because, you know, maybe the border's open again, whatever the case may be. Yeah, but why is the border closed? Who closed the border? (laughs) Okay. But I just feel like for it's almost like the consistency of having Rudy Gobert sign mentally I think this guy is somebody who obviously takes the game to to his heart, right? I mean, he's shown his emotions many times over. And I don't know if maybe they said we got to have him sign because we cannot have him mentally unstable through the season. Am I good enough? Do they not like me? Yada, yada, yada. So it's like give him the money. It's nothing to this new owner. Give him the money and you justify it. Okay, you won the defensive player of the year a couple of times. All right. So it's like, yes, you deserve it. If you go somewhere else, you'll probably go to a West rival. Like no one in the East is going to sign you right now. So yeah, we just got to keep the asset, you know? Yeah, but the bet- go well, ahead. Owners do stupid things when right after they buy the teams. This is a stupid thing to do because there are certain teams he can't even be on the floor against. When are we talking about Houston? We've we've talked about them playing the Warriors two separate times in the playoffs. Rudy could not be on the floor during crunch time. That's not someone you want to give a max contract to in my book. 
No, you are right. I actually now did you find that bet at minus eight hundred or you made I it made up? it up? Because <laughs> I tell you what, I would take that bet. Some buddies that I'm on a text chain with, right after uh, someone posted that, they put a gif of LeBron James looking up, almost like he's at the text, like what? <laughs> <laughs> like what? You did that? For Rudy Gobert? Oh, yeah. And, and just fun little tangent, just in terms of the extensions that's got signed today, what's more surprising, Rudy Gobert getting $200 million or Markel Fultz getting 50 Oh, you know what? I would say Rudy Gobert because Markel Fultz so, showed flashes as a number one pick, by mm. the way, that, you know, mentally he was dealing with some things in Philly of, of – of, you know, where he was going to play, finding his way there. I think in Orlando, he may actually flourish more than I think a Rudy Gobert. To your point, when teams go small ball, yeah, he very well may be off the court. Oh, that's awful. I yeah. just... <laughs> And the NBA says they're losing money with the bubble and, you know, coronavirus. I don't know. You sign and play us to $200 million. Yeah, Fultz has been played. He played pretty well with the Magic last year. He, he showed the when I would watch. I'm like, oh, the Sixers did a. They didn't do this right. They should have no. like, kept him. So yeah, but okay. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of like that backcourt of Cole Anthony and Mark Fultz. There's so much athleticism. They can get to the hoop whenever they want. Granted, it's Orlando, and it'll never work out for Orlando. But I'm happy Markel is sticking in the league. It was well, dicey for a minute there. Here's the other thing. This is the last year of his rookie deal. So he's hoping to get, you know, I mean, like he they, they had to make sure he was happy and, and know mm -hmm. that, you know, hey, we're, we believe in you. Now you've got to help take the team to the next level. And there's a better chance in the East than in the West. Yeah. Yeah, and we went over the East. You can listen on Just for Sport, and it's not that good of a chance in the East. It's pretty loaded out there and once you look at it. And this next division, oh, Hachi Machi is this one loaded. Four playoff teams easily in there, but let's start with Golden State. This one, how about the bet? Steph Curry, 8-1 to one for league MVP. No. <laughs> uh, no. The the main reason why I think he cannot reclaim that status is because he doesn't have his main sidekick. If he had Klay Thompson, I'd say maybe. Maybe he'll be back to his old form. Mm -hmm. But trying to figure out how to play with Wiggins, uh, a wise man once told me I was taken second and I should have been number one, and I'm going to show you. I don't know if James Wiseman can actually be someone who is going to in any way contribute to the level that will help Steph Curry, you know, have less defenders be able to really crowd his space that he can get off those three pointers with Kelly Oubre. I know the trade for him. I was happy for him because now he's not an OKC, uh, but I just don't know if Steph can carry this team to be an MVP. I just don't see it. Yeah. I, I just, Steph's not that guy. He's not going to, hey, let me put you under your wing, the wing type of guy. Um, but that might change. He, he, he might be different. Um, but with Wiseman, I think that's a year in development where he has to look like a threat. So then, because everyone's going to be like, oh, I, I got to guard Steph. I don't care about this rook, you know? Yeah. Even though he does, you know, he can put it up. But I mean, yeah, it just, it's just not him. 
it's not his his way. Yeah, and I just think there's value in stuff because the bar has never been lower from him with Clay being out. If this is a 50-win Warrior team, and that's to scale, so probably like a 43-win Warrior team in this equation. But I think they're going to be effective. And Wiseman, with that frame, with that athletic ability, I think he's going to step in, give this offense a lob threat, and there's just going to be someone to be accounted for at that five position, which, gosh, love him. You couldn't say that about Kevon Looney. So I think they will. he'll have a little bit more room. Yeah, I think with Draymond, too, if if his foot is going to be a lingering problem for the season, I think that's that's tough for Steph because yeah. he, he needs those guys that took him to the finals. Like, he needs those type of guys so that he can count on them. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, and get well soon, skinny Draymond. We need you out there for a full season. You're looking slight, my friend. And how about Clippers plus 120 for the division championship? Can we see some regular season victories out of the Clippers? They're going to be more bought into this season. We have the Lakers. They're going to need some rest. You have the Warriors. They're incorporating new pieces. So the Clippers 120 for the division, that seems like the best bet I can make associated with this franchise. My concern for the Clippers is, well, of course, one is the Lakers. Like, (laughs) it's tough to even think that the Clippers are going to be better than the Lakers unless we're going to get a lot of load management games out of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and they're going to give up a bunch of games. But, you know, when I read all of the reports, the one I remember the most is a story in The Athletic uh, talking about how there was so much dissension on the team in terms of the preferential treatment towards uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You've got a new head coach and Ty Lu that I don't know wh- what he's going to bring to the table because I feel like in many ways, everyone knows, just like with the Lakers, just like with Cleveland, not so much with Miami. I have more respect for Spolstra, but <laughs> LeBron James was the GM, the head coach, and the best player on the court. Well, <laughs> Ty Lu doesn't have that right now. And Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, who are not leaders vocally, they may say, oh, I let my game speak for me on the court. But after they were eliminated from the playoffs, you got Paul George saying, oh, well, this season wasn't what we were saying was going to be our championship run. And then other players like, like, wait, what? This was our season to win the championship. Oh, Paul. I just don't get it. Playoff P, let's see a regular season P, not preseason P, not playoff P. Let's see a regular season P. And that doesn't sound as good. RSP doesn't sound as good. You need to put a V in there. Regular season. Very good, Paul. So the RSVP. <laughs> and and I make that a regular season bet for the Clippers because the next one, unfortunately, for the interest of a great season, is my favorite pick on the board. Lakers title, plus 275. This team has LeBron. This team has Anthony Davis. The schedule makers did them no favors. But... They had one of the best off-seasons in the NBA. Their supporting cast is going to be phenomenal, and I can't see anyone beating them this year. It's hard for me to say that someone can beat them. I will say we have to remember that last year the Heat had injuries, 
And I think that series might have gone differently because Bam Adebayo was really giving it to Anthony Davis. And Jimmy Butler, you know, he had to play, you know, several epic games to even get to the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. But I look at this team adding Montrez Harrell, re-signing Kyle Kuzma for a very low 40 million i was like dad that's it he's just scared he's gonna get traded he, he'll, he'll take anything, yeah. <laughs> he'll take anything. <laughs> but they made some sound additions one of the ones that i knew they were going to get rid of was uh who was the guard who refused to go in the bubble understandably so um avery bradley avery bradley that i think they felt like hey yeah you know let's move on from him anyway i love the dennis schroeder play Mm -hmm. um lebron james knows he has a point guard who can run the show when he doesn't have the ball in his hand i don't know about contavious caldwell pope but i like the stealing from the tampa bay raptors in getting mark gasol and my <laughs> man serge Ibaka. oh yeah they're both gone from the Tampa Bay Raptors. I can't believe it. They wanted to live in Los Angeles. They wanted to report to each other on the different camps there. But yeah, I mean, just as you're going through the names there, Gasol, Schroeder, Harrell. Yeah, last year's Lakers had some trouble because their supporting cast was rough. This is a dream rotation here. You have defensive yeah. specialists. The passing game between Gasol and LeBron is going to be a Twitter highlight waiting to happen. Well, mm -hmm. I, I, my favorite thing is that the Gasol, like he knows, like I just need to play 12 minutes. Like, yeah. They, they just need 12 minutes out of me and I'll take some fouls. And I think that's, it's such a prior relief on him. Cause he's, he knows he's getting a little old. He's getting a little old in the tooth there. So it's like, eh, let me just, let me just have some fun in LA. I'll make some buckets. So LeBron make, you know, isn't mad at me and we're good. And I forgot about the catch and shooter, Wesley Matthews, huh? Yeah, mm. everything this team did over this offseason is such a distinct departure from the plan in seasons past. This resembles a basketball team as a believer like me thinks it should be constructed. I love the nine-man rotation. Everyone has their roles, and I see how it goes together, and I love the character of this team. Now they just got to sign Powell, who wants to come back. Get the Gasol brothers together. Get, yeah, play a different Gasol every night. It's what you need. <laughs> the brother management, is that what you call that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, brother management. And, you know, maybe plus 275 isn't the juiciest bet. But this next one, I don't mind it. We're going to take a trip to the desert. We're going to visit our old pal, Chris Paul, and we're going to put money on him. 20 to 1 for the assist title. Oh, you love you love Chris Paul so much. I love Chris Paul in this situation. I'll have you know, I was offered an autographed Chris Paul basketball by my good friend John, and I said, No, I don't want that in my house. So I don't Wait, love really? it. Yeah. Wait, why don't you want a Chris Paul ball? A player yeah. who is considered to be the Don of point guards was never been to the NBA finals. I don't know if you've ever lived in a one bedroom apartment with your wife. But you, there's a sliding scale of only so many sports things I can justify. I'd have to relate some anecdotes about what Chris Paul means to me, and Chris Paul doesn't mean that much to me. But <laughs> I like him feeding DeAndre Ayton. I picked this bet because I do not see a line for DeAndre Ayton making an all-NBA team. I think he's the next great prospect. I think Chris Paul exists 
to make DeAndre Ayton a 25 points per game scorer, and he's going to make it happen. Is Devin Booker going to be a catch-and-shoot player as, as well? Cam Johnson? I mean, all of them have to be able to finish when, you know, Chris Paul is getting them the ball to take that at 20 to 1. I mean, he only averaged just under, what, 6.7 assists per game last year? I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I I like what you're saying because it is a long shot, but I would almost say maybe a John Morant at plus 1,400 yeah that, might be better yeah uh, i don't see that you're you're not going to get that from chris you might get an uptick you might get it might be like 7.5 yeah. for this year but not a huge uptick i don't think yeah and it, it might be hard for him to hit that mark when lebron is hitting anthony davis for four easy ones per game per game yeah yeah, yeah. okay i that, mean it, it's going to be tough yeah, I'm just high on that team. I couldn't find the right bet to express my my love for Aiton this season, but it's okay. I know I like it. I mean, I think Devin Booker, I could see his numbers going up, his points per game number uh, numbers, and same for DeAndre Aiton. So he can get there. I think he's going to end up somewhere around eight assists per game. Because if they get into the 10-11, then we're talking about them making it to the Western Conference Finals. That mm-hmm. means that team is really clicking and moving the ball well. And I think they could end up as the team that the Lakers beat in the Western Conference Finals. Mm. I think everything could gel for them. <laughs> their, their roster's in a really great spot this year. This is the kind of supporting cast you want around Booker. And yeah, you, we haven't talked about Bridges, but... He's an excellent 3 and D guy who rolls to the rim amazingly well. So, I don't know. There's a lot to like there, but there's not a lot to like in this next team, Sacramento. They gave <laughs> one of my favorite players my least favorite contract extension I can remember. If we think Rudy Gobert isn't a max player, De'Aaron Fox, uh, he certainly isn't. And the best thing I could think about for the Kings was... Marvin Bagley, 25 to 1, most improved player. He's been snake bit by injuries. I think he has a little bit of Amari Stoudemire in his game, and we might see some just crazy production from him. Uh, that's that's a tough one. I mean, I would rather you I would probably be more on board if you had done the rookie of the year for Halliburton. Sure. Then Marvin Bagley uh to get most improved player. I also feel that any team where the point guard is your best player just means so many less touches for you. I mean, it's similar to, in my mind, for football. If I'm a running back, I don't want to play with a running quarterback because that just means less Mm -hmm. touches for me, and it means my contract's going to be less. Marvin Bagley third, mostly is going to be looking around, waiting to see what De'Aaron Fox is going to do, and then maybe I'll get the ball. And that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Even though De'Aaron Fox did average just under seven assists per game, I just don't know if you're going to see the kind of jump from Marvin Bagley averaging 14 points per game where he needs to get that number into the 18, 19, 20 in order to get most improved player, which then means, okay, who's who's going? whose numbers are going to come down? Buddy Heald? Mm-mm. No, so and you know De'Aaron Fox isn't be like no, I'm not. I'm not the I'm going guy. to the rack. 
Not, yeah. not Swiper. I had a hard time recognizing him. He cut his hair off. He got a nice little shortcut now. I was like, wait, where's De'Aaron Fox on the court? <laughs> yeah, that money changed you, De'Aaron. <laughs> I'm really excited. Got a personal barber now. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one uh, guy from the Kings, uh, Kyle Guy. He's like a he wanna, he's one of those like preseason darlings. He won't do anything, but um, I think if if you're gonna have uh, a lot of shooters around and maybe Luke Walton wants to like know like hey let's do let's just speed up the pace, then I don't think Bags can get that that no. that point. No, and I just want to be on the record as being a pro Marvin Bagley guy because if you're a shrewd team, this is someone you're gonna cherry pick and develop into a big part of your roster moving forward. Yeah. Sacramento just hasn't used him correctly. Next one, Memphis Grizzlies. I love them. Over 30 and a half wins, minus 110. I think this is a playoff team. Oh. They're, they're hurt. <laughs> they're hurt. They're starting hurt. So that's not – when you start out of the out of the gate uh, in a – you know, losing 10 early, you're, you're in bad shape. You're, you're just not going to do it. But even still the overs 30 and a half. So that means they got to win 40% of their games with an emergent jaw Morant in his second year. I think this is jaws season. I would maybe. I'll take do... it. I take it. I'll yeah, take it. I mean, they didn't do much on the off season. So it's one of those, are you, are you like silently just building and like little tank? You know, because I, I it, it's not like a huge tank, but it's like if you're not making offseason moves, like you, you one, you don't think your roster is ready for veteran talent uh, in that situation um, or you take it or you want to tank for a little bit. I think the key for me is that is, are those injuries, at least in the beginning, if you don't have Jaron Jackson Jr. and Justice Winslow, I would be concerned about how this team starts. And I think, again, to your point earlier, um, Joe, is if we're talking a percentage, you know, because B. Mitch, we talked about that. What if with coronavirus and some cases mm -hmm. having to suspend the game here or there, mm -hmm. that we end up in a situation where the, where the league only gets through 60 games before they say, hey, we got to get into another playoff bubble. Here's oh, my here. He's, he's tired of me talking basketball. <laughs> so I think in many ways, that's where I say, okay, if we're talking a percentage, if we're saying 40%, I might take that over 30 and a half wins in a 72 game season okay mm. you guys might have talked me out of that one this one <laughs> I, i'm doing a lot of unders this under i can't imagine it not hitting we have fat james harden under 33 and a half points per game the line is 33 and a half that's a historic um, scoring clip. I don't think he's in shape. I think he could get traded. I can't imagine this hitting. No, I'm going with the under. I think James Harden, in many ways, he is, if he's not done with Houston, I think that there, if nothing else, Steven Silas is trying to, in many ways, sell him on, hey, 
we got to share the ball a little more. We have to do things a little bit differently instead of a situation where you basically just dribble, 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 shoot, dribble, 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 shoot. And I don't mean that in the way that the whatever that Fox News anchor asked NBA players to shut up. That's not how I mean it. But I just think that his game just it's not going to work anymore. We're done with that. It's a failed experiment. So sorry. Your, your coach was fired. You gotta, you have to evolve, my man. Like, yeah. every, he's not very interested in that right now. I know, but it's, he's got to look into the whatever mirror and just be like, is it me? And, and <laughs> you know, problem? if you've seen the pictures of Harden, you would not recommend he go look at a mirror right now. It's not going to be easy for him. That's why he didn't want to report early, because I think he didn't want to have to see himself up against other guys who took care of themselves during the offseason. He's looking like Cartman from South Park when he did that video game episode where he just didn't move for for days on end. And he's basically going around to everyone in the Houston Rockets organization and going, respect my authority. So that's all the trade demands. Low on Harden this year. We're going a little bit over for you. So I only have three more. This one's about the bets you don't make. I'm imploring people, do not take the low-hanging fruit. Luka, 4-1 to for MVP, is a trap. Yeah, in my mind, when I look at the Mavs, I think he's a good point guard, but I also feel like, hey, don't fall for what I think is just the overhype of Luka, that when I, you know, yeah, he averaged just under 30 points per game. Um, but I think if you add the players that he added and you don't have a Chris Stapps Porzingis, who's, isn't he hurt right now? Yeah, I mean, I that's been true every day of the past life yeah i just feel like when i look at this team i just don't know if you're actually going to achieve anything better than what you did the season before because when i look at it you let someone like a seth curry who i thought really you know complimented your game well and he's gone and i just feel like teams maybe are going to be able to know, okay, we're going to key on Luca more and let's see how he handles it. Yeah. I don't think the team will be good enough. I don't think he'll be healthy enough. So yeah. Gamblers stay away from the Luca MVP future. Vegas knows what they're doing and they know how to separate your money from your wallet with futures like these. Do not do it. Okay. Two more. I'll get you back to your son who I think he's playing with those Popovich cars in the background. I, yeah, I can hear it. Definitely- playing behind me and he's supposed to be upstairs but that's okay this one i think it's fun i am basing this on zion looking the opposite of harden he looks ready to go i like the pelicans five to one in this admittedly kind of wide open division oh boy the southwest division okay Let's start with Zion. First and foremost, if I am thinking about the longevity of Zion, I'm going to say, let's keep your feet on the floor a little bit more (laughs) instead of the high-flying dunks that maybe can hurt one of your knees or cause another injury. Mm -hmm. But does he have another 
part of his game that you can go to? No. So I think it's just way too much hype when you think about the Dallas Mavericks, who I'm, I know we were just talking about them and Luka's not MVP level, but that team is better than the Pelicans. Yeah. I just don't know if I see it there. And I still say, if you want to call him uh, a bigger Harden, you know, he and Zion are closer in weight. If you had to pick one of the two, which one would you start your team with, Harden? Yeah, I mean, Harden this year, but it's not just Zion. There's Brandon Ingram fresh off the heels of his most improved campaign. They've got like... 100 points a game easily from this roster. They've got these young guys who are going to be better this year. And I don't know. Steven Adams in at center. Steven Adams as the enforcer, as the big brother to all these young pups, shepherding them just like <laughs> he was in for Oklahoma City for so many years. I, I love this team. I'm intrigued by him. And I don't like any of these other teams in the division to come along and contend for it. We'll see. I mean, we got to see with with Van Gundy, you know, first year. Let's see what he can do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I I think that's the major question mark all in all. I think what David Griffin and Van Gundy are doing is very intriguing. Um, I I like J.J. Redick, Josh Hart, uh, even the uh, rookie Kyra Lewis Jr., you know, maybe there's something there. I didn't forget about Brandon Ingram, but you know, I, I thought to me, Brandon Ingram is what I thought Brandon Ingram should have been in LA. So mm-hmm. let's see if he regresses. Um, that's where, oh, excuse me. I just, hmm, I don't know. It's a new coach, new system. Let's see how it works out for them there. But I, if if we sold you on what were we talking about? Marvin Bagley not getting most improved player. Then you sold me on, yeah, I'll take a flyer at plus 500 on New Orleans to see what they do. Yeah, plus 500. It wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. It'd be also like pretty normal for NBA history for a young, talented team to arrive a year too early. Yeah. I think it's possible. And I like the numbers here. Last one. Ah, you're going to hate this one. You're going (laughs) to revile it. I like the under for the Spurs, 29 and a half wins. <laughs> Am I crazy? No. I mean, they missed their first postseason in 23 years. Crazy. And now Greg Popovich is trying to figure out what to do with the other Murray, DeJonta Murray <laughs> and Derek White and I think that there's a lack of respect for DeMar DeRozan. Um, I know Toronto or Tampa Bay Raptors said, (laughs) hey, we're shipping you out of here because we want to win a championship, and they did. Mm -hmm. But I think DeMar DeRozan may now be more better suited to understand what Greg Popovich wants to do and vice versa. Greg Popovich is like, okay, I figured out how I need to play with DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge to get the most out of them uh, and having its older reserve in Patty Mills and uh, Rudy Gay. But if for some reason there is a trade where like, yeah, we're not getting it done. And one of those three, two pieces between Aldrich and DeRozan are traded, then I definitely take the under. Right now, like, uh, that'd be a tough bet. At minus 110, I don't know. I think they could get 30 wins. They can get 30. 
if everyone stays healthy or whatever, and like as you're saying, most of those guys are on expiring contracts. They got one, like one more year left. So it's it's kind of like if we're not getting these guys, let's just ship them out and let's get Kevin Love in here and <laughs> give me the ball. Kevin, Kevin Love. Oh my. Oh, no. actually, he might be better than Lamarcus Aldridge. I never quite figured out what the deal is with Lamarcus Aldridge. No, he 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 ran out of gas when they when he left Portland. Come and, on, he was putting up thirty eight and fourteen in key playoff games. He had his moments. He was a big game player, and when he signed that contract, he was like the twelfth best guy in the NBA. The league's just gotten a lot better since he signed that contract. That's true. Yeah, I think they're going to finish better than last season if Derek. White can keep up his three-point shooting eight per game in the bubble, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so I, I did okay. I was able. I I went twelve and three. I kept twelve of my bets. I threw out three of them. So I I did pretty good with my track record. I like what I came up with, and I liked spending so much time with you, Jamoke, today. What a gift. I Cool. Well, I'm glad you got to grace us with your casual wardrobe. And if you enjoyed Jamoke here, you can check him out twice a week on Just for Sport on the Props Network. Thank you. Rep the district. All right. Lynch, good to be with you. See you later. See you soon. All right. Well, we have all sorts of fun on the Props Network, and that's why we went over on that last segment. Sorry, Sam. But this is the kind of content you're going to want. It's the kind of content you're going to need because you, you love gambling on sports. You need an outlet to give you the most informed analysis in an easy-to-consume package, and that's what we are. And that's why I'm asking you. Yeah, you. Clark Raybould, Omaha, Nebraska. I know you are watching right now in your family's computer room. Clark, I want you to hit that subscribe button for the Props Network YouTube channel. And hey, if you want to be like Clark, if you want to support the walk-on in the Props Network, hit subscribe on the YouTube channel. We got great clips coming out literally every single day we have the walk on twice a week we have jamoke davis just for sport twice a week and we have the friday props trap which people are loving on youtube hit subscribe on the youtube page for the props network hit subscribe on itunes or spotify for the tpn walk on podcast you'll be glad you did your wallet will be glad you did and we will help guide you in your gambling journey with the props network great tools available like the future forecasting tool and you can compare all the live lines all the regular lines and an easy to use interface on the props network site it's not just a prop monitor that's where i go to get all my gambling insights how was that ad read i like the improv ad reads very good take a breath here take a breath here and now let's get into previewing nfl week 16 with what we learned from week 15 let's start with our front office management operations fomo reports first of all we have we were going to talk about which teams made good decisions and we saw them on the field which teams made bad decisions and we saw them on the field. So let's start with you, Brian, who was smart this week. Uh, I would say for the Eagles, even though they lost, uh, I mean, Jalen hurts is I'm sorry. He's your guy. And I, and you just have to stick with him. Uh, I'm sorry. The, they just look different. And 
at the beginning of the of the game against the Cardinals, he was a little, um, you know, it's the it's another big game, you know. So you're a young guy, and you're like, oh boy, this really this is a game, you know. And he 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 settled down, threw threw a couple touchdowns, ran for one. Like this is the guy you want to build around. So Doug is saying is saying who's going to start, and he's like, obviously, Jake. So that's great. I'm with you there. I just would have wished to see a little bit more of a run emphasis from that offense. They're putting in the personnel, the play calling, the the forcing the ball to their talented running backs. I'm not quite seeing it yet from Philadelphia. I think there's a next level of effectiveness they could get to, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I will respect the decision. And for mine, the well-run team, the good team, it has to be the Buffalo Bills going on the road, trouncing a Denver team that had been very feisty and competitive. Very feisty. And it all comes back to the play calling. And, you know, it's about how they supported Josh Allen. It's such a level of cohesion throughout the organization. They have these pass catchers who just get open. They do everything they can to make his job easier. They're able to just redo this guy's footwork on the fly and put him into an offense that's so specifically catered to fit him. And when it's working, they don't take their foot off the gas. You can tell that Dayball looks at this Kansas City offense and he realizes the way you win is by putting other teams on their heels, and Mm -hmm. that's by scoring a lot of points. So, yeah, love everything out of the Buffalo Bills this week, specifically the play calling and the vision towards Josh Allen of Brian Dable. Yeah. And what we were talking about earlier, a couple like months ago, like Josh Allen MVP. That, that's great. Uh, what we should give it to Russ. And it's like Russ is, you know, kind of not been where he wanted to, but it, it's Josh or uh, Henry for me. I got to go with Mahomes for MVP, but different oh. strokes for different folks. I yeah. th- let the great one be appreciated as such. We're not giving them all to LeBron. Let's not treat <laughs> Patrick Mahomes with the same level of taking for grantedness. Yeah, for sure. So who did a bad job here, Brian? Uh, the Patriots. Ooh. <laughs> you know, it. I feel so bad for Cam Newton. I don't know what's going on. Um, it. There's so much on his shoulders for, on that offense, and they're not a good offense. And their defense, they were, they got, they got, people were running all over them. And for the Dolphins to do that with a okay line, not even great, to do that to the Patriots, it was just, it's, it, it sucks. <laughs> it just sucks for a team that was, you know, you know, that was always in the playoffs. And it's like, oh, well, retool, time to retool. Again, it's just so many people opted out for the Patriots. It's not just that Brady left. It's not just that this dynasty's over. There's just been a constant slew of adjustments to this entire roster, and even the best coach of all time wasn't able to keep up with it. Of course, I'm talking about Steve Belichick, the offensive quality control (laughs) assistant. Um, For my FOMO, I got to give it to the New York Giants. Um, You understand that game was for a playoff berth, right? Yeah. Act like it. Where's the desperation? Where's the play calling? Where's the gadget plays? I oh, saw the gadget that, that the punter, the kicker trying to do. I saw no effort to win that game. There was no desperation for them with a division title on the line. Yeah, I mean, but Colt McCoy is not that 
guy to like to be desperation QB, you know? But he's he's Captain Deacon Dunk. Yeah, but you still have the Yak King Golden Tate. Where are the Tate slates? Oh, there you go again with Golden Tate. Okay, oh. I won't go I won't go into Golden <laughs> Tate. We've got a lot to talk about still. So I will move on. Nonetheless, the Giants, they they lose the FOMO report this week. They are missing out on the playoffs because they're not a well-run organization, and we saw why. Mm-hmm. So, Brian, I understand you have a special Christmas treat this year on on Christmas <laughs> Friday, and I think that you should probably take the lead in this game because I am too biased positively towards one of these teams. Well, ta- the Vikings versus yeah. the Saints, huh? Yeah, Vikings versus Saints. I will be the Brian for this. You be the lead horse. Oh, well, I think with this game, the Vikings, uh, what we got is everyone still is back to being upset with Kirk Cousins. So with that coming back again, for him to try to fix that, I don't think it's going to happen. Drew Brees is uh, a dinosaur and he's got to put on another Kevlar uh, suit to get better. Um, But it. I the the Saints are going to win this one. I think it's pretty pretty easy. I don't think the Vikings can. I think they might have sputtered out right now. Yeah, and you got to just take the revenge factor into account because Minnesota they handled New Orleans last year in the in the playoffs in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You got to think New Orleans pays them back here. Oh yeah, uh, I think tenfold here. Um, it, it's just it's just time. They, it, good good for good for the Vikings to go on that little mini run to be like, oh, we're we're contenders. But then you lost to Mitch Trubisky, so you you gave up thirty plus points to Mitchell Trubisky. He gave you the pick that was going to send you to the playoffs. You didn't have the play calling to take advantage of it. Kirk yeah. Cousins has been since I've liked the the Vikings. Yeah. Nothing has given me more resolution in my hatred and dismissal of Kirk Cousins than actually rooting for him. That yeah. guy stinks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's true. I, I, I'm with you. And I think the teams, just the offensive uh, players are just, they're, they're just up. They're like, we're done. It's okay. <laughs> and, um, okay, we'll move on to the Saturday triple header. This one, it's easy. Bucks by seven and a half points visiting the Lions. Yeah, take the Buccaneers here. The only bright spot for the Lions this season was their amazing special teams play under coordinator Braden Combs. By far, he's cultivated a rookie punter into probably making the all-pro team. There's been a consistently good return game. There's been great field position. But yesterday he went rogue. He called a fake punt without telling the other coaches, and he got fired today. Yuck. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey. You know. Uh, well. <laughs> the, I, I've been watching this team for 34 years. I will say my real age. 34 years I've been watching. This is the first good special team coordinator, and then he does some crazy crap, gets fired for it. Yeah, the Buccaneers – are going to win this game yeah. by so much. That by so much. The Ronald Jones rushing yard player prop, off fresh off the COVID list, it beckons to you. That is a gift. The Rob Gronkowski touchdown in this game is forthcoming. You can yes. set that in stone. Woof. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, Brady's throwing it down. 
he's 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 back to throwing throwing it to Brown, and AB has that connection. Yeah, that's just gonna that's just not not fair. If they're finally getting all their weapons on the same page, could be bad news. Depending yeah, it, depending it, on if if they can keep Brady up. He yes, they can keep Brady up in this game. This is a two touchdown Bucks victory easily. Take the Bucks here. It's easy money. Mm. Next up, we have Niners at the Cards. The Cards are four point favorites, but the Niners they're stuck in Arizona purgatory, just like <laughs> me during quarantine. That's so sweet. And so the card the Cards are four point favorites in what I think is a Niner home game. <laughs> who gets? Do they do the flip a coin twice to see who who gets it? Yeah, you've been in Arizona this whole time. <laughs> yeah, cards have to take care of business here, right? Yes, Nick Mullins. He's feisty. He's kind of like Drew Drew Locke, where he'll just go for three touchdowns, but you know, throw four interceptions. But he's going to keep you in the game. So. That's a little scary, but they, the, the the 49ers offense, you know, they're they're finding ways to win even though they're you know just hurt very badly. But um, four points, I think so. But it's gonna, I think it's gonna be a good one though. Yeah, this will probably be a good one. We're gonna need it to be because the Niners play all their divisional foes really tough. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll I'll do Cardinals here, but I'll take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. So not a lot of confidence. I think that's a good line. And the Niners, if they're bad one week, they're pretty good the next week. And yeah. they were bad this week. Right. So that that's always the question mark for them. So, Okay. Next up, we have the Honolulu Bowl live from Las <laughs> Vegas. We've got a bunch of Hawaiian quarterbacks. Oh, man. This we- is, this is going to be – the ratings on this game is going to be out the door. This is going to be great. In one state, it'll they'll be insane. <laughs> Every television. Well, I don't want to say it's a state because I mean that's giving them a lot of credit, but a lot of Hawaii will be tuned into this oh, one. Yeah. Mariota oh, looked good. Mariota looked good, and uh, I, it's like, oh, is this a Ryan Tannehill uh, flip flop? I like this. Uh, this is a good move for for Mariota. Be like, finally, I get my time to shine again. And everyone looks good. Josh Jacobs is is I think he's healthy. I think he's feeling healthy now. So I think it's going to be um, Dolphins defense is tough. But Do- Dolphins defense is tough. But those Raiders offense under Mariota is weird. I know, I know. So I think that's why they might be able to um, pull a rabbit out of their hat with Mariota here for the you know really. Not a lot of tape, but enough to be like, mm, I, I think I know what he's doing. But then you just throw a couple wrinkles and you got Mariota fever. And I think the story we're going to get ultimately is the Ravens beating the Steelers in the first round of the playoffs. And for that to happen, mm-hmm. the Dolphins have to drop this game. So I'm going to back the Raiders in hopes for a little two road mistakes in hopes of getting the best NFL narrative ultimately. Yeah. And I think that's best for the league. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Okay, so this next one, um, we're on to Sunday. We've had our Saturday triple header. We've had our Christmas special, and now we have a great Sunday slate of meaningful games. And then we have the Falcons at the Chiefs. (laughs) (laughs) I think the Mercedes-Benz Dome is where Kyrie needs to go with his Sage. If any place needs Sage, it's where the Falcons play. (laughs) 
they need to hire Kyrie to go around there right now, go every day, uh, go to Matt Ryan's locker, sage that bad boy. I feel so bad for for Matt. Yeah, and- like to to get oh, it, it's just PTSD all over him for this guy. This guy loves blowing leads. <laughs> he loves it. And Atlanta's actually perfect for Kyrie Irving because we know this team doesn't have a head coach. <laughs> right? Maury's just like, oh, this franchise has an identity. We blow leads. He, he takes over for Dan Quinn. All he does is blow leads. The Falcons are hilarious. No way uh, in hell did they beat the Chiefs. No way. This is a money line play. Get ready yeah. to throw down, folks. Do it. Yeah, go big, go home, and tie it to the next. This next one, Bears at Jags, seven and a half. Ooh, time together, mm. Jags. They're 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 not gonna be dumb enough to win this game. They're not squandering the local gift dropping in their laps from above. Has to be the Bears here, right? You're backing oh. Mitchell Trubisky on the road, but that worked last week. Yeah, I say you go do it. Uh, they're probably going to bring out Mike Glennon and be like, hey, hey, man, throw a couple of interceptions. We need this. We need. We know you're good at that, so let's just do, keep doing that. Yeah, and Mike's got friends in that Chicago Bears locker room. He was signed to be the starter there. So <laughs> he's going to help out that franchise that made him a millionaire many times over by making them the team last eliminated from the NFC playoff field. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's terrifying that the Bears on the road are the most logical pick of the day. I'll be backing them. Yeah. I'll hate it. I will be throwing up blood. I'm uh, yeah, so I upset. I know, I know you hate it. Ah, oh, but yeah, you have to back the Bears here. The Jaguars, they are doing this tanking right. They were spry early, then they fell apart. That's how you want to do it. That's why you want to do it. You're good. Panthers at football team. We have the Ron Rivera Bowl. Football team can cement a playoff berth. This is another one where we're going to pick for the narrative we want. So we're going to parlay here. This mm. is how you do it. You parlay Panthers and Eagles. Eagles are basically a pick at the Cowboys. We know they're much better than the Cowboys. That's what we need to put Jalen Hurts into the playoffs. So we're going to mm. put our money with the intention of putting Jalen Hurts into the playoffs. Wow. Okay. Uh the the Panthers against um, Green Bay last week was strange. I, I don't know what the Teddy Bridgewater is just so infuriating. You you think you think he could he can handle some things, but in situations it just doesn't work. So I he might get some pressure from from that D line. And it is a injured quarterback against an amazing defensive line, but it's Dwayne Haskins. He looked good yesterday, and then he got caught with strippers wearing his own jersey oh after God. the game. So yeah, the guy tries to have one good game, and he doesn't. Then he forgets uh, that he's a football player. Yeah, I, he, I, I love this. He had one good half. He this dude loves celebrating. He should go be the general manager of a party city because he loves planning his celebration so much. He's taking selfies. He's putting strippers <laughs> in his uniform. You're a wedding planner, not a quarterback. And I hate that Dwayne Haskins is in a must-win game, so I'm going to be putting money against that. Yeah. I love that play. That'll be a good $25 to win $75 parlay, and I'm all about it. Game of the week. 
for mm-hmm. playoff positioning. We have the Indianapolis Colts at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not only is, is this two franchises that will be in the playoffs, this is two franchises who have recently been burned by Eric Ebron. So there is a lot to play for here, folks. What do you think? Eric doesn't even, he wants to drop the ball like for the Colts, but he's like, oh, I'm not on their team anymore. Oh. Yeah, they're going to put him in at DB for so he can drop passes to help both teams. Yes, yes. they solved it. There you go. Boom. Love it. Um, I'll be taking the Steelers here. I w- I think they're a little better than Indianapolis. Yeah. I think yeah, they'll no, show I mean, the, the Browns beat the Colts, so it's like, well, I mean, we could do anything. So, yeah, I, I, that's easy. Yeah, and then the Browns. I'll be betting on them in New York City again next week. The Browns are visiting the Jets. They might not even be visiting. They might just be up with Brian at his apartment. I can. Yeah. I think they hey, might Baker, be. Baker, get away. I'm recording. Baker, get out of here. It's just like the commercials, except he's not that good of a host. <laughs> well, this is this is a scary game for me though, just because of how they uh, how they beat the Rams. It's like, oh no. This is the time you want to get good. Like, great. Yeah, but I think with ten with ten point five, I, I think that's ample for us to to trample. Yeah, Jets got their win last week. There will be a lot of regression from them, I think. So this is yeah, I'll be taking the Browns here. I like it. I dig it. Yeah, Browns. They're rounded into form. People are on them, and if the, a win here puts them into the playoffs, they're not going to screw that up. Yeah, they they know what they have to do. They 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 understand that with the Ravens winning, you know, it kind of mucks up that that division. So it's like you just have to you just got to keep stacking the wins. Yeah, and if they win this game, they're in. So expect the best version of the Browns. There's no Freddie Kitchens even throwing their way next week. So (laughs) even more reason to like them. Yeah, we're throwing the kitchen sink at them. And, you know, just from a game being this meaningless, this late in the season, that it will be amazing. Broncos, three and a half points at Chargers. We're going to see good Drew Locke. We're going to see regular Justin Herbert, which is about as good as good Drew Locke. (laughs) And um, this is going to be a barn burner. Take the over and don't look back. This is is a party. This is going to be a party city game. This is just going to be... Everyone's going to be flying them. Everyone's going to have five touchdowns. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, an offensive performance that no one will see because not a single television in America except mine will be turned on to Broncos Chargers. (laughs) But yeah, take the over, enjoy it. And then this next game, Rams at Seahawks for the NFC West. Ooh. Ooh. Is it crazy that I like the Rams here? Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, coming off of that one game, but you know, it might be one of those fire things. But exactly. Um, um, watching the game, watching Seattle last uh, on Sunday, um, they look at the floor. I think DK hurt his ankle a little bit, so that's going to be. I don't. I think he'll be fine. Um, but these the Rams always beat the Hawks in these divisional games. So, um, yeah, this is, this is going to be a goodie. Um, I, I think that, I think Russ knows what he has to do. You got, uh, you got Penny coming back as a running back. 
Um, so you can go if they're going to just run the ball down their throats, that, that'd be good. Yeah, in this game, you basically just want to pick a side of it because it's two and a half points, and then you white knuckle it. You could either you can either take the logic of home field advantage in Russell Wilson, or you can take the side of we watched a team get embarrassed as high as a team can get embarrassed last week. Mm-hmm. Will they respond to that? I mean, it's, it's hard. You hope they respond. You, you know? hope they respond. It's Sean McVay. Will he gather his troops? I know he called um, Adam Gase and gave him tips before the game, and he might want to take that phone call back. What? Yeah, he called Gase, and he's like, you know what? You're doing a good job. I like you guys. And then he got beat. Oh, don't do that. Called him in. McVeigh called uh, Gase at 4 in the morning. Gase was working, and it was coaches talking at 4 in the morning, messing with the outcome. Oh, boy. That's weird. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll take the Rams here. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully he call hopefully McVeigh calls you in the middle of the night and be like, you know what, you should change that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll go to the Seahawks here, but the Seahawks here feels a little too square. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But I this might be uh this might be a Hawks game. I I think this might be a Russell Wilson, you know, little action. And then in another big game, we have the Titans getting three and a half points at the Packers. I think the Packers, they're in that position where they had a loss where they looked sloppy. I like backing teams in that situation. Mm -hmm. So I'll be backing the Packers here. I think they've got good cornerbacks. I think they've got a good pass rush. Their defense is pretty well aligned to what Tennessee likes to do vertically. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Tennessee will be able to stop them. Yeah, I think they might not be able to stop him offensive-wise, but Tannenhill is – he's dialed in. So if you're going to get a four-touchdown uh, running Tannehill, I think that's that's a little scary. Yeah, I still think the Packers, they're playing for the whole NFC here. There's talk <laughs> around the league. There's chatter that the Titans would be the best team in the NFC. It's up to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to shut that down. This will be a Packers 10-point victory. Ooh. Yeah, they're going to okay. establish themselves. They're getting that momentum, and you got to keep in mind they're keying their run to the NFC crown here. It starts here. This is the party in Lambeau. Yeah, this is the game. This is the game for them to be like, okay, we're, we're legit, and, and we're going for that ring. And I know there's no home field advantage. I know there are no Packer fans in the stands, but this is actually a fun bit of trivia. There will be the same amount of observers – who can do a pull-up. <laughs> so we're, we're in good shape then. Unlike the people of Wisconsin, we <laughs> are by backing the, the Green Bay Packers in this bet. You yeah. know, if you can reach your wallet, if you don't need to get a special <laughs> claw on a stick Leave to get that. Alone. Leave what? them alone. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't really have a defense for this. I had a, my mom was really fat growing up, so... I know you can change, and I know <laughs> that the Green Bay Packers are going to take care of business here. I'm mean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that mean. And then lastly, we have the Bills at the Patriots. Patriots, six-and-a-half-point dogs. They have got nothing to play for except pride, and we'll be taking the Bills here. 
Yeah. I mean, Stephen Gilmore is out. Uh, so it's just going to be pass, pass, pass. And it's just, wow. Who knew, who just thought the Patriots just would kind of just not be there at the end, you know? Uh, so yeah, I think the bills rule. Yeah. Bills, they're going to take the opportunity to really spit in the Patriots eye here. They've been waiting for 20 years to beat this team up. They didn't get to do it in their first meeting. They will take that opportunity this week. Wow. We gave a lot of picks this week. It was nothing but picks. Picks and picks. Feels like we got so many picks, it's like a bushel straight from the apple orchard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, my winter apples. I love them so much. And a winter apple a day keeps the winter doctor away, unless the winter doctor is a winter horse. This is so weird. Oh, boy. Winter Apples. That's the name of this episode. Did you have fun this week? I had a great time, Joel. Did you have fun? I had a blast. I can't wait to be back on Wednesday. There was an issue with the college football playoff. I deliberately didn't talk about this week. Yeah. And I think we're going to address it. Cool. I I think we're going to have Eli on. We're going to cement our picks for the first round of bowl games. And then, were you ready to talk a little MLB Futures? Ooh, baseball. We're back. Yeah, we get to tell Michelle Neat about the new names you picked for your favorite baseball team. Oh, great. Yeah. Cleveland Drew Drew Carries. <laughs> I think we're going to go with one of those local pizzerias. Ooh, okay. Yeah, Tino's Sizzling Fresh or whatnot. <laughs> Whatever you went with. But I'm glad you were here, Brian. I'm glad you had a good Monday. And I think we're going to ha- have a good Wednesday. And we're going to give our listeners the launch pad they need to have a very good holiday. That is true, Drill. Good talking with you. Good talking with you. For Brian Allen Mitchell. For the Props Network. This is Joel Walkowski. We're TP in the walk-on. Walking off. <laughs>